0: Alright, Shalom. Welcome to the Torah to Basora class for Parashat Kedoshim. Tonight we are in the fifth Aliyah of Parshat Kedoshim, starting in Vayikra chapter 20, verses 1 through 7. And our Basora portion will come from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. So we will begin with the opening bracha and jump right into our sections. Barukata ronai, Eloheinu melakolam. Asher ba karbonu mikolamim. Ve natan lanu etorato. Barukata ronai, no tain hatora. Amen. Vaikra chapter 20 verses 1 through 7. And Adonai spoke to Moshe saying, and to the children of Israel, you shall say any man of the children of Israel, or of the strangers who sojourn among Israel, who gives any of his offspring to Molech shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall pelt him with stones and I will set my attention upon that man and I will cut him off from amidst his people because he gave of his offspring to Molech in order to defile my holy ones and to profane my holy name. But if the people of the land ignore that man, when he gives of his offspring to Molech, not putting him to death, I will set my attention upon that man and upon his family, and I will cut him off. And all who stray after him to stray after Molech from amidst their people, and the person who turns to Ov or Yidoni to stray after them, I will set my attention upon that person, and I will cut him off from amidst his people. You shall sanctify yourselves and be holy, for I am Adonai your God."
1: Besorah portion? Besorah portion, uh, Mark 12,
0: 28-34. Correct.
1: One of the Torah teachers came up and heard them engage in this discussion. Seeing that Yeshua answered them well, he asked him, which is the most important, mitzvah or, of them all? Yeshua answered, the most important is Shema and Denali, and El-Dinai Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you are to love Adonai, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your understanding, and with all your strength. The second this, you are to love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other mitzvah greater than these. The Torah teacher said to him, Well said, Rabbi, you speak the truth when you say that he is one and that there is no other besides him, and that loving him with all your one's heart, understanding and strength and loving one's neighbor as it oneself mean more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Yeshua saw that he responded sen- sensibly, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God, and after that no one dared post put to him another She Elhai.
0: She Eli.
1: Yeah. It's hard to say that with a Texas accent. <laughs> <laughs> Shayla. I'm working on that, okay? This is going to take a while. All
0: right. So, that is our fifth Aliyah and our Besor portion. <laughs> so, what you got? Hmm? You have any commentary you want to start with?
1: Yeah, uh... You know, you go into the Old Torah with that, and it explains it in more detail, just how really important it is, and it's just like the uh, Sabbath alone. I have two good-sized books that just tells the, in length uh, every detail of how important the Sabbath is. So now, if somebody says, well, it doesn't mean that much, I'm going to pull them out and say, here, read these, and tell me it's not important to them. Mm. Because I mean, it's it it is two good sized books, and there's another one from the Zohar that I have besides that on Sabbath, right? And uh, people don't realize that you know because they've been diverted because of Satan, and uh, it's just like all these. I explained to this lady that I met. She talked talked to me and said, "Well, she said Do you know the Messiah," and I said, "All Jews know the Messiah." Well. Wow they but, read it every what day what do you mean they read it every day and i explained it to her she <laughs> said i didn't know that wow and they said if you give me a chance i'll literally bring the books this is just two of them i have a lot more i'll, I'll bring them to you and show you the gospels in them well wow. that he wrote yeshua because he is the torah he is the light they're all the. it's all the same wow and, and he existed that existed before this universe and I said, I can literally break it down to you because this has the Shamash, the Oral Torah in it, in the commentary. Yeah. And I started telling her about the phalanx. you know what that is? She said, yes. I said, I just told her about how when Moshe went in that cleft of the rock, and I said, yes. I don't go into detail because we'll be here for about three hours if I do. Right. But I'll give you the short version. When he went by him, he looked at, Hashem, in the back of his head, he was wearing the tefillin, yeah. was a knot with his name on it. Yeah, And she looked at me. I said, that's an normal Torah. Yeah. She said, is there more? I said, yes. She Lots looked at me and says, really? I said, literally hundreds of books. I have a trunk full. That's just a very small amount. And she looked at me and said, you can't do that with any other language but Hebrew. And the five books alone, it contains the whole history of the universe from time of yes. creation to the end. Yes. Yes. I said, "What other language can you do that in?" It's it's coded right in there, and you can literally break it down, and the books would circle the world. Man. I said, "What other? How other? What other language is? Or that is the original language of this earth?" Wow. But man, sinned, and Ashim took it away. Yep. I said, "Ashim means the name." Hmm. And I said, you know what Shua means? She said, no. I said, I mean salvation. Wow. So when you talk about salvation, you're saying his name. Mm. I didn't know that. I said, you want to know more? She said, yeah. <laughs> I said, you got a few hours sometime just, you know, I, I don't mind. Wow. She said, you really don't? I said, no. I said, how do you remember all that? I said, I don't. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to let him teach through you. That's oh. what the Torah says. Him. They're not talking about Hashem. He's the extension of his father. It says so in Torah. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and said, "It does." I said, "He's the right arm." But where else are you going to hear that? And I said, "Guess what? I know of a place." And she looked at me and said, "You go there." I said, "Yes, I do." And they teach it all the time. What the disciples actually learned, because they were Torah observant Jews. Come on. And 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 I sp- gave her a little bit about pale. She said, Is there some is there a couple hours on that? I said, No, there's more than that. <laughs> and she looked at me and said, Really? I said, Yeah, I can give you the short version of it. <laughs> what it means and then there's the, the extent of it will just literally blow your mind. Wow. And she said, I can imagine. And she's and, and she was just like, Wow, uh yeah. Let me write your information down. <laughs> <laughs> you got terrible. a card? A matter of fact, I do here. And she said, I, I'm calling. You said, I know you will. You're <laughs> curious, aren't you? She said, oh, you have no idea. Wow. And she was literally crying. a I mean, really. I mean, uh, it just hit her. I had no idea what was coming out of my mouth. I mean, it just poured out. Because She said, how do you do that? I, I said, you have to ask for it. And give him permission to say, to, to talk to you, to speak through you. That's what Torah explained. She said it does. I said, Yes. Mm-hmm. Him. Sure? Yeshua. And she I said, I have the books in my in my truck right now that say that. And she says, I bet you do. I said, Oh, I got a lot more than that, too. Is that all you have? I said, No, I got some more where I'm staying. And guess where I got them? So from him, I said yes. I have the best professor there is, and I have free tuition, <laughs> and everybody has that access, but they don't use it. Come on. And she looked at me and says, "You're absolutely right." She said, "Do you have a list of those books?" And I said, "Matter of fact, I do." Wow. These right here in my in the Sedur. Yeah. I have them. with the book numbers, and I give them to people. Yeah, they need that. Yes. And I, I give them, this is the starters, what I call the starters, and this right here. Yeah. what I call the starters, because it explains it, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah, commentary. Yeah. And I told her that, I said, that's what you need. Said, and then I have uh, the transliterated one. I have two of them, one's I'm, for me and another one. He said, give it to whoever will receive it. I said, okay, I'll do it, it's a weekday. Yeah. It's transliterated Hebrew, transliterated English. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna do. Awesome. I love you got it. And I said, I want to I give somebody the books. He said, okay, I'll tell you where they are. I said, that works for me. <laughs> I don't have to look, that's, that saves me time and driving around. Wow. And literally I just walked in there, boom, boom, boom. He lined me up. So, you know, I just passed along and I talked to that lady and she looked at me and says, I have to give you a donation. I looked at her and I Seriously? said- Seriously? Yeah, and I just looked at her and I said, whatever he tells you, I have to receive it. And I said, if I don't, it's you're missing at the blessing.
0: Mm.
1: I said, it's for you, not for me. Wow. And she said, the Torah says it. I said, yes, you have to live for other people, not yourself. Constantly. You That's have right. to dwell in that. You yeah. have to live that, breathe it. Mm. That's what Torah says. Well. So, uh,
0: I was actually wanting to uh, look at the... For, well, first of all, just to speak to the Basora portion, I love the fact that the question about which mitzvah, you know, is, is, the, is like top, which is the first and foremost of the mitzvah. And, you know, I kind of think of like the first fruits kind of thing. I think of the word reshon. what is the head mitzvah. You know and knowing that if there's a head of something then there's a whole body so obviously if we say this is the first or the top or the head or the first and foremost of the mitzvah that doesn't uh, nullify or you know abrogate the rest of it because it's kind of like chopping off the head of a body which is gruesome uh, but that is what is being done you know and has been done for centuries so When Mashiach is speaking He's speaking of the Torah As Echad Which is interesting because Hashem Is Echad as we also read in this Section which is about the Shema And so you know you think About how all of the Ten Commandments were given All in the first Statement of Anoki You know we we read that in the commentary And you said this beautiful statement When you were speaking about How Hashem wrote Yeshua down You know like as the Torah And when, when, when it says like Do Jews believe in Messiah And it's just like yes we read him every day You know and it's just like So if all of the Torah Is said in Anoki And Anoki is I wrote myself down and gave It gave it to you Then it's just like okay so Mashiach Is Hashem written down and Mashiach is all of the Torah, like mm-hmm. Kol Echad. So, mm-hmm. uh, so when Mashiach is speaking here about the mitzvot, he collapses all 613 into one statement. Which, if you really think about what he's saying, the Shema is the essence of the righteous shall live by faith. And, uh, you know, and that, that's kind of like the Talmud brings it down about how the mitzvot can be distilled down into seven, It can be distilled down into 12. It can be distilled down into 10, you know, but we're still talking about 613. And I would like to point out that 613, 6 plus 1 plus 3, equals 10, you know, and so all of the Torah being uh, collapsed into this. And furthermore, you know, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we learned that the Torah portions were written out of chronological order. And if the Torah was read in its primordial order, then people would be able to heal the sick, raise the dead, even create a new universe. And uh, that was back in Parsha Shemini. And so, you know, obviously the Sofarim are the ones that Hashem has gifted with that ability to know how the Torah should be written. At least back in antiquity, obviously that's been lost and hidden over the years because due to the continual decline of our generations, you know, having that access is kind of like not good. That's the same as like giving us access to the Shamir Worm, which is a very powerful little creature. So, Mashiach is answering those who are called Soferim who would know which way to put the Torah in its right order. And uh, pretty much just they're they're taking on a position that Hashem took on where Hashem spoke to the Torah and said, you know, let's make man in our image. So the Sofarim are speaking to the Torah. What's the proper and first mitzvah and how how do they all link together? And so you kind of have this picture of dialoguing with Torah, you know, and it's just kind of like Mashiach is speaking in the proper order. And, um, and they confirm that. And so obviously there are many passages that talk about how, you know, um, Hashem desires mercy rather than sacrifice. All of the Torah is fulfilled as stated. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so just a really cool um, besorah portion to, to bring up here.
1: well that's why uh israel is so blessed because uh because they were given the uh, honor and privilege of presenting his torah to the world yes. His chosen people and uh and you figure i tell people you, you have to realize that only 10 percent of them are torah observant mm. and the rest are not they're mostly secular mm. and uh what if they all were people yeah. look at me and go oh my gosh I said, have you ever touched the, uh, been to the hotel?" I said, that's the western wall. They said, yes. And I asked a few people, did you touch it? And they said, yes. What did you feel? Hmm. They said, well, I felt something special. He said, you know what I feel? I felt the surge of energy go through my entire body, and I couldn't feel my feet on the ground. Wow. Did you feel that? And they said, no. I said, you know why? And they said, why? Yeshua told me because I had to, I have his Torah. Mm. That's what he told me after I felt that. I, I said, "Why did that happen?" He says, "You have my Torah. You carry it with you. So I carry you." He said, "Yes." Wow. Because that's me. Mm. And I just walked away. Like, I, is I, his I never Torah. thought about that. And that's that actually is in the oral Torah. Yeah. And he showed me it, so I said, wow, you know, I said, and I tell people that, and they just look at me. I've told a few people that, and they look at me, I said, do you see? And I told that lady that, she said, that's, that's, that's why she was crying. She said, I had no idea about that, and she was there telling me about this man she know was Jewish, but he was, I said, she's telling me about him, I said, is he secular? What do you mean? Is he Torah observant? She said, no, I said, I mean, he's secular. He won't talk to you because, you know why? I said, because of, because of the cross. Mm. But he'll talk to me, you know why? Because I look like a Jew. And she looked at me and said, Torah observant? I said, yes. And he'll know it, even though he doesn't, he's not Torah observant, he'll know it. I've had it happen too many times. People just come and walk to me. You're Jewish, yes. Do you go to a synagogue? And they say, no. Hmm. Why did you come up and talk to me and say, you look like a Jew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, not, not a lot, but I mean, you know, a few times I had. And I went, okay. And, you know, I've had people just come over and just walk right up to me, and that happened a few weeks back. And I looked at the guy, and you couldn't look more Jewish than that man. He told me his name, I went, okay. But you don't go to, you don't go to Senegal? He said, no. I said, why? I knew why. Yeah. See, just you know, drifted, and too many people do that. That's what the prayers are for. That's what I use this for every morning, every evening. I stay in that. You know, I I I I, I can drift from it, but I tell people, do you ask for help? Do you ask for help from Yeshua? And they said, I probably should ask for more. I said, Yes. <laughs> You need to ask for all you can get. We saying. all need it. I need I mean, it. You yep. need it. Everybody yep. needs it. Yep. Because if you don't, you'll start to drift and before you know it, you're not doing the prayers like you should. And mm-hmm. then Satan's whispering in your ear. Yep. What does Torah say? And they look at me and said, doesn't it say that in there? And they said, Yes. Then why aren't you doing it? Mm. You're, you're not asking him to remind you, are you? And they said, No. That's what you're doing wrong. Wow. Well. Because he has to remind you to do that.
0: That is so crazy. You think is people who should love God, you know, like why why do we have to be reminded? But it's like, don't we set our alarm every day to like wake up? Don't we like set timers <laughs> when we're cooking? It's just like so why should it be reminder, any different?
1: Reminder. Don't you take notes to remind you to do this or that? Yeah. Yeah. Well let him remind you to do what you're supposed to do. Man. Ask him what you need to say every morning. Because Satan's gonna send a different demon every day The Torah says that. They have their assignment. Do you have to know what that is? No. You have to let him tell you what you need to say to keep that evil away. Yeah. And that should be daily. I recommit my life daily. I mean. Because he told me to do that. And now he gives me all this information to tell me exactly in detail why I should. Yeah. But before I didn't have the information, I just had him. I said, learn to rely on him first and then, then let him everything will teach come. you more. Yeah. And let him line it up. Because otherwise you're going to be confused. Right. You can't jump from the first grade grade to the tenth grade. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. You got to work your way up. I worked my way up, and I spent a long time doing. I have never been. Every church you sent me to, he corrected every single thing they said. Hmm. I sat there and listened to it, and I went. I'd walk out, and I couldn't tell you a thing that preacher said. Well, I didn't know. I didn't hear it. Yeah, because my commitment was to him. I told people I said, do you see? Shalom Aleichem! Uh-oh. How you doing? you are That's okay? That's okay. You don't sit in the corner. It'll be all right. Where it?
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> sit on this speaker. Cool. <laughs> <Entire>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the fact that, you know, you progress in your your holiness, you know, with Hashem. You rededicate your life every single day and how uh you know and currently we're on the point about like when you are like when first when you're seeking Hashem you can't like just try to get all of these books and get all this information you know the beautiful statement that was brought down is that first we have to learn to rely on Hashem and then everything comes out of that like as an overflow and so Mm
1: -hmm. so yeah so continue well, I spent six years learning from him and going all over the place. And then two years before I found out my heritage, he had me buy my first, again, Ma- David, start yeah show the Shilda David. Yeah. I didn't even know I was Jewish. I just did it because he told me to do it. People kept asking me, I'd wear it out. People kept asking me, are you Jewish? I don't know, why do you have that on? I said, you don't have time. They said, what do you mean? You don't have time for me to explain it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and they just looked at me and said, "I'm sorry, but you wouldn't understand. I could try, you know. Uh, I just do all I can say is I do what I'm t- what I'm told." And I did it, and then he led me to it. But in the meantime, I was taking those baby steps, yeah, leading up to it, so that when I started receiving, this is this is my first book that was given me. This yeah, right Sidur, yeah, that was the first one, and then nice. it was just. One after another.
0: But you know, there's so much in the Siddur. Like, yeah. if you have a sedur like that, that's really epic. You know, if you had a Bible and a sedur, like just a standard Bible.
1: Not now I've go got much. four different ones. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've got all these other books. And uh, probably, probably, uh, I wouldn't say a hundred, but it's not, not far from it. Yeah. And that's just, I'm still not scratching, the, just scratching the surface. Because wow. I've seen the whole collection in Israel in, in, a, in an Orthodox rabbi's house. It would literally cover this wall, mm. the shelves. Just I mean, sit it literally cover it, floor to ceiling. Hmm. And I sit there and went, oh my gosh.
2: Different <laughs> different types of sitters? Or no. um, all the same?
1: No. Oh, just all the, all the books, the Torah The Torah. Books. Oh, yes. You know, I was going to say, because that's been a lot yes. of Sidereen. All in Hebrew. There's probably not many Sidereen. Rabbi. And I just stood there and looked at them. And I said, Is that all of them? And I heard, No. And I went, Oh my gosh. That'd be a truckload. Right? A big truck. Beautiful. <laughs> and that's the breakdown of the Torah. That's what's so amazing. And the more you dwell in, I, talk, I tell him, I talk, Ran across a lady in Home Depot. She was in tears by the time I walked off about 45 minutes later. I have no idea what I said there. I just started talking to her, and the words came out. And she was literally crying. She said, I have never heard what you just told me in my entire life. And I spent my whole life in church. And she was up in her 50s. And I and I said I need I need to talk to you. And I said no, you need to talk to him as related to Torah. Mm. That's <laughs> what you need to do, because that's who he is. And, and, Just going around calling the Shem Torah, huh? Yeah, because that's that's what they <laughs> is. You know, it's all the same. Yeah. And, and I said the reason she's I told her the reason a Jew won't talk to you is because you're not talking about Yeshua as related to the Torah. And I'd done it to Orthodox and Reform even. And we sit there and discuss Torah as related. You know, yeah. everything all at You've got to do that. And, wow. and people said, how did you know what to say? I said, I didn't. I listened. I repeated what I heard. You
0: mean when you open your mouth, the Shem is going to fill it with the words?
1: Because I asked for that in the morning. People Don't said, worry how about do you do it? You, you have to ask for it. If you don't ask for it, he ain't going to give it to you. And that lady, I told that lady that. And she said, I never thought about that. I said, do you have a list of those books? I said, matter of fact, I do. I can give them to give it to you. This, These right here, that I have right here. Yeah. I have them on a piece of paper. I said, where do you get them half price? I just got some the other day, some more. My truck's getting heavy, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's getting full. You're going to need a tank. You can't sit in that front. I, I'm out of trouble getting in there if I get many more, as skinny as I am. Right. It's all the Pasture side. it's totally full. <laughs> right now. And I still have more besides that. Wow. And it's not even near all of it. It's the breakdown, continuous breakdown. The Midrash, you know, the whole works, you know, everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just like there's the prophets right there just by itself, Isaiah, mm-hmm. you know, each individual one. Yeah. You start doing that and you go, oh, my gosh. That's. I know. Yeah, these prophet books are ridiculous. But uh, but the detailing, you know, you just it just keeps going. It just keeps spreading. I told that lady that and I ran across her again today, yesterday and today. You send me by there at a certain time, there she was. She looked up at me and said, it's not by accident. I said, No you're really getting curious aren't you she said yes (laughs) she said I I need I was wondering if I still had your information and I said okay and she said here's my information I said okay I'll see you in a day or two probably and she said yeah I said you're really getting curious She said you have no idea Come to the water, those who thirst. <laughs> all right, so I would like to
0: tag in on Uh, Vayikra. What aliyah are you? uh We started on the fifth Aliyah, so that was chapter uh, 20, yes, 1 through 7. So I'm actually going to rewind all the way back to the beginning because shouts out to a gentleman named Rabbi Wolby, who's, uh, again, he's with Torch, which is so funny because we're Lapid, which is Torch. <laughs> So, but yeah, he's with Torch in Houston, and I love listening to his podcast because he just goes through the Torah portion. He drops Rashi, Rambam, Ramban, and uh, he has a grandfather who was like a a Rebbe type person, and uh, just beautiful commentary. So he shouted out on, well, he 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 didn't shout, like literally shout, but he uh, spoke about Rashi on chapter 19, verse 4. Which made me think about something that Sha'ul said, mm-hmm. you know. So, if you look at 194, it says, "Let's do some Hebrew tonight." Okay, so 194 be is al tifnu el ha elilim ve Eloheh masecha masaka masecha. There we go. Ve Elohe Masecha Lo Ta'asu Lakem Ani Adonai Elohekem. Do not turn to idols or make molten gods for yourselves. I am Adonai your God. So Rashi jumps in and he says, Turn do not turn unto idols. Don't worship them. And this is found in a Sifra of Kedoshim, section one. And uh, entry number ten says the word elilim, which is idols, is connected with the word for all, which is not, which means it is not regarded of none. So, in other words, it's saying an idol is nothing. And I was like, wait a minute, Shaul said that he wrote to Corinth in chapter eight of his first letter. He says. So about eating food sacrificed to idols, this is verse 4 in chapter 8, says, we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there is no God but one. Which directly tied back to our Basor portion, because our Basor portion in Matthew or Mark chapter 12, and we're, Mashiach was questioned about what's the greatest mitzvah. And he said, Hashem is echad, you know, after quoting the Shema. And here it is again over here in the Agarit to Corinth saying that there is none but Hashem. You know, like, ain't owed kind of thing. And so I was thinking, okay, so Shaul just kind of drops this out to this group of Lepidniks, basically. I mean, they're believing in Hashem and they're embracing Torah and Mashiach. So there's a lot going on. But... um, When he says that an idol is nothing, that's not anything new, which obviously I think we all could, by now, through just learning all the different commentaries, we learned that there's nothing new in the Basora. But uh, the commentary, though, is found in this week's Torah portion that breaks that down. So it says further on in Rashi, In the beginning they may appear as nothing, but if you turn unto them... You will, in the end, make them gods. So the thing is, when Shaul says that an idol is nothing, you can't just brush that under the rug and keep going and be like, yeah, idol's nothing, so I'm just going to eat this food, and I'm not even going to worry about it. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand what he just said. He said an idol is nothing, but that doesn't mean that you just disregard it and just kind of go away because we understand That idolatry, you know, is something that we are supposed to be adamantly uh, vigilant in uh, guarding against. You know, like we don't want to bow down before an idol to tie our shoe. We don't want to, you know, do anything that's closely related to something with an idol. But if you look at what the actual connection is here, he says, if you eat this food, sacrifice the idols... You know, he says, for even if there are so-called gods, this is the next verse, whether in heaven or on earth, there are many so-called gods and lords. I'm just going to read this section because this is just so exciting for me. Anyway, hopefully for everybody else, but you know, it says, yet for us, there is but one God, the father from whom all things came for whom we exist. And there is but one Lord which is Yeshua HaMashiach, through whom all things came and through whom we exist. But not everyone has this knowledge. Some people are still accustomed to idols, and they eat such food as if it were sacrificed to an idol. And since their conscience is weak, it is defiled. But food does not bring us closer to Hashem. We are no worse if we do not eat and no better if we do. Now, obviously, that kind of has a because what do we learn about the sacrifices? That eating them draws us closer to Hashem. But this right here would be your non-sacrificial food. So, obviously, there's that level. But then you have to bring it back to the table. It's called the altar of Hashem. And you're supposed to say a bracha before and after you eat. And the thing is, if you're going to bless something that was actually offered to an idol... You're already in violation again. So what's really happening here? So when we look at uh, what's going on with idols, we don't want to put ourselves in, in, in a position, you know, so backdrop information that we do not have is what is the actual status of Corinth? You know, what was it like? Was this their only means of nourishment, sustenance, food? You know, because obviously, Uh, Many of us who converted into Judaism And uh, began to eat kosher From not eating kosher Some of us became vegetarians for a little bit You know I'm one of them (laughs) And uh, you know which is kind of like crazy Because I used to love like Double triple burgers And it was just like yeah we're not going to do that for a while Until we figure out this kosher meat thing And so it's like so in Corinth Is this the only thing that they have that they can eat Well that may be a yes That may be a no but if, if, if it was the only thing that they had to eat, then obviously there would be the, um, what do we call that? The uh, leniency for them to be able to partake of this because obviously they wouldn't have any other food. I would go on a stretch of the imagination and say that's probably not the case because we don't want to set people up for failure. So, um, but... Overall, just the point that I really wanted to get at was that, you know, idols are literally called nothing, but they become gods. The more we esteem them, the more we invest in them. And if, you know, one would take on the notion that Shaul is giving these people carte blanche permission to eat food that was possibly sacrificed, it's just kind of like, okay, I don't think we really want to go that route. You know, and uh, and obviously this would be why there is so much confusion going on, you know, in other faith systems about that. So
3: Hmm.
0: when it comes to idols, they truly are nothing. But that doesn't mean that we, uh, you know, bring a tree into our house like, oh, it's just a just a tree. You know, this is nothing. But it's like but the fact that you bought it and you gave it a place, Mm -hmm. you know, and you obviously know what gets done to this, you know.
2: There's some word I'm think, trying to think of that, because it's like it is like it's nothing, but yet people they're okay with it in the room where they're okay with. It. So it's like it's like that okayness, but yet it is because they because it's nothing, but yet it's like a I don't know. I'm trying to think of a word that can because there's a connection that I'm trying to make, but I can't.
1: Well, it's it's because there, it's it's uh, part of their tradition and it's been passed down well my dad did it his dad did it so a few mm-hmm. people mentioned that to me and i said okay would you like an example he said okay he's looking at me and said you're going to come up with something interesting i said oh yeah <laughs> and i said if your dad goes out and runs over a dog once a month because his dad did it does that make it right i said this kind of extreme example i said well would something even like that would that make it right And he said no Well, uh, you might want to go check where it came from. What's the history? Mm. What's the facts? I said, bottom line, what is the facts? Where did that come from? Because I said, let me tell you about the deception of Satan. If you want to know how you can deceive, I got some stories. You got three (laughs) three or four hours? And they looked at me and said, that's just on me. And they looked at me and said, really? And I said, yeah. So I said, don't tell me. About how he could deceive, because I can tell you some stuff. Wow. Because I was there deep involved in it, and I thought my life was totally normal because I had no connection to God at all, whatsoever. For yeah. For 51 years. Yeah. And when I found out, it was like.
0: Like, <laughs> how did he you get low. your
1: attention? He showed me how many he showed me a vision of how many times he saved my life. That scared me. Wow. Cause I realized realize I'd been fooled to the max. And my life wasn't normal at all. Mm. Cause I should've been dead many times. People look at me and say, you're not kidding. I said, mm-hmm. I could write a big book. <laughs> and they said, really? I said, yes. I got well, 51 years of history. I could write a big book. <laughs> and uh, I, they, I said, do you see what I'm saying? They said, yeah, look at where something comes from. What is the history? What is the facts? And and then see if you still want to do it. Is If it's in not in here, in the Torah, we're not supposed to do it.
0: Right.
1: If it doesn't align with that, and when, when you align with that, you align with Yeshua. When you align with Him, you align with His Father. Because they're the same. There is no separation. Right. There is no <laughs> Trinity. And
0: Hashem is a God.
1: I'm at the point now where ministers and pastors, they won't even try to argue with me.
0: Well, we shouldn't be arguing, so... I don't. Let's not I, argue I said, about I'll it. I have a discussion <laughs> with you, <laughs> no, but if,
1: if it gets to the point of arguing, I walk away. If you want facts, I'll give you the facts. I said, okay, and I do, and they just enter and go, wow, I've never heard that. These are ministers and pastors.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, I'm thinking the word is probably a, a form of apathy. Or nonchalantness about, you know, being okay with having this idolatrous, you know, object, so to speak. Where it's just kind of like, it's not really bothering me, I don't really esteem it, but it's kind of there.
2: Hmm. You know? I think maybe it's like a person who walks into a store and wants to buy decorations for the house, and then they find an idol. Or, hmm. I guess, you know, one of those...
0: Yeah, statues a or something. Batman
2: or whatever, you know, yeah. and they want to decorate their house in an yeah. Asian theme. And I guess it's like, oh, it is an idol, but it, or it, it is something that people worship. But I'm not them, and it's like, so mm-hmm. it's nothing, right? But yet they still support it. Maybe that's
3: the... yes. I don't know. They,
0: yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, a very indirect way of uh, idolatry. Yeah. Because you're now giving it a foothold, you know, to come in and be possibly worshipped because. What if someone comes to your Asian themed party and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you got this." Da, 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 da. And what if they're actually like that worshipper? Right. You know, like one moment I'll be back, you know, and it's just kind of like, "Uh, no, we will not be doing that in this house. This is just decoration. I'm so sorry you thought this was that place." It's
2: like, yeah. <laughs> Avoiding the appearance of evil. Yes. The whole thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's right out of the gate, you know, in our Torah portion this week that we're not even to turn, you know, and looking at the word for turn, it actually is the word panav, which is face, you know, so your face shouldn't even be directed towards an idol. You know, nothing about your countenance should be beholding it kind of thing. So I kind of think of the the fact of, you know, turning our eyes or, you know, taking a different you know, direction to go home or something like that. And, uh, again, when Rabbi Wolby was talking about this, you know, he mentioned, you know, driving past establishments and admiring the architecture. Like, that's something you don't even want to do. So I'm just kind of like... Even
2: architecture, really? Yeah, so even like... if it's not an idol?
0: Yeah, like walking past, like, some kind of a temple. A building,
1: a picture can be an idol. Certain statues. And it can be hidden in that. Actually, that you is so true. This right is true all. right here. This is because yeah. that's when I go in. I've done cleansing on houses and stuff. First thing I do is said, "Are you serious?" They said, "Yes." I said, "He's going to tell me <laughs> what what objects are in there that has to go away." Do you want to know what he tells me and what he shows me? Most of the time, they say no. I said, oh, "Okay, gosh. then," because you know I don't really know, and you don't really know about you know what's hid Mm. it could be in a picture it could be you know a little drawing you think oh that's cute but it can be hidden in there
0: yeah Mm.
1: it's like yep you know and and before you know it you got one here you got one there and you got one there then you're feeling this strange feeling when you walk in your house you're going well what what's up with this yeah and you don't even know that you're bringing all this in there
0: it's concealed
1: yeah Wow. And so if you take it all out and cleanse it, and you say, okay, I'm going to follow you, you tell me what to do every day, well, then you kind of push that away. Yeah, you get rid of it. You get rid of it.
0: So, Tag, I agree. Uh, There's actually a temple around the block from us, not too far, actually. I wouldn't walk there. From you? No, from from here. here. Like, literally from where we are right now, there's a giant uh, temple. And, yeah, and it's, uh, I think, Buddhist or Hindu or something like that, Mm -hmm. and uh, the architecture is built in such a way that it literally forms serpents coming out of the columns and the pillars, and face value, you don't see that, Mm -hmm. you know, it, like, literally had to be pointed out to me, because, first of all, I didn't know such a thing existed, like, right here where we are, and I'm thinking... Hashem, this little town of Saginaw.
1: It's not only here. (laughs) It's all over the metroplex. Yeah, so. Several of them are.
0: Man, so I'm just just thinking about all of that, and I'm just kind of like, okay. So back to our architectural point, it literally is built into the structure of a place, Mm. you know, and we have to be careful of not admiring that.
2: So of museums, is that a big issue? You shouldn't be like.
0: Well, I'm, I'm I wouldn't know as far as the a museum Holocaust. go because I know uh, that would definitely be something to definitely approach Bay about. Yeah. You know, as far as when when you would go or what you're considering on going to, but uh, a museum is not typically a place of worship. Yeah. Like like any of the other establishments would be, you know. But at the same time, they do have things on display that are cultural. Like, like you're like that's okay stuff. that's totally an idol and I'm gonna have to look at that because I'm walking at the museum. Like, we were
2: walking at a, the Dallas Art Museum. and They had this huge shrine, and we're wow. right slam dunk in the middle of this like weird. It's like a room with old, you know, a lot of old things. Yeah, and I'm just like oh, what do we do? <laughs> Right. Where's the sledgehammer? <laughs> but of course, it's worth probably a lot of money, and I don't think they would really appreciate that. But really, back yeah. then, I mean, yeah. in the time of, like, Hashem told the Israelites to tear them down. Right. You know, he told them to...
0: But let's remember that's in the land of Israel. The,
2: yeah, of course. <laughs> you won't see me carrying a sledgehammer.
0: Be <laughs> like, it well, you know, you know <laughs> just got arrested today, Somebody yeah. want to give me some shekels. What, what were you doing? I was fulfilling mitzvah. Well, it was a uh little
1: too walked fiery. that building. Yeah, and they, yeah. They just didn't like me cutting stuff up.
0: Yeah. I was trying to help them out. You know, Shim says, don't put a stumbling block. You know, they put their own block down, and I just wanted to, you know, block them out, you know, kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, Bruce um, yeah. I just thought that was just fascinating as far as the, the idol truly is nothing, but you can make nothing become like literally a god because of what you do with it and so you know greater to le- or lesser to greater so if that's the case with idolatry how much more with the words of shem, hmm. which are actually something you know the just the letter itself is so much to, to think about and so to, to really, truly esteem Hashem and to give Him that cloud and that value. You know, we talked about, like, every single day, rededicating your life to Hashem. You know, that's your hand-washing every morning. That's your modeani That is your shema, morning and afternoon, you know, kind of thing. And so giving Hashem that that space, you know, in our, in our life, making Him our all-in-all. All. I mean, if that's the case with idols, then how much more beautiful would it be with Hashem? Or is it with Hashem, you know? Because, I mean, that's what we're doing. That's what we're striving to do. So, what a beautiful opportunity we have. Yeah. I am just going to go through my notes because I found a lot of cool, like, insights this week. And as time allows, I will try to...
1: Well, it explains in detail. I have one book just on there about... Explains It brings, this springs forth from the Torah through Yeshua. And the the strong, the more you use him, him and rely on that, and and dwell in the Torah, the stronger the Shekinah. And when you carry it, other people feel it, and they respond in a more positive way. So because it's you create that aura around you the more you're in Torah the more you create it. That's that's what you might say is sin
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> huh. You start, start seeing people smiling around you just walking past them. That means you must be going the right direction. Wow.
0: That's beautiful <laughs> because you know I did the Haftar podcast with Natan this week and we were talking about how we have Hashem has given us so much influence you know and so much power you know with our words with our demeanor with our actions that you know we do affect like the universe by the things that we do and so to think about the fact that you could cause people to smile without you saying anything just because what are you doing with your life you know and how, how are you connecting to Hashem and how much of Him is is really flowing out of you and through you.
1: You dwell in it, and you, and you realize that, that his his uh, disciples in him healed people just walking past them. Their shadows healed. Wow. They didn't even say anything to them because they were so caught up in the in the, the Shekinah and Torah that it just, just oozed from. Wow. And they literally glowed constantly.
0: Yeah. That's something. Um, All right, so uh, I would like to tag in with tractate Makot twenty four a. Earlier, we were talking about how the six hundred and thirteen mitzvot can be uh, summarized, brought down into one point, two points, seven points, six points, all that kind of stuff. So, in uh, Makot twenty four a, it says Rabbi Simlai's. Exposition continues. Yeshayahu, which is Isaiah, came and established the 613 mitzvot upon six. As he writes in Yeshayahu 33:15, it says, "He who walks righteously and speaks uprightly, he who despises the gain of oppressions, who shakes his hands from holding of bribes, who stops his ears from hearing blood," and shuts his eyes from looking upon evil. That's the 613 Torah mitzvot right there in Yeshiyahu 3315. Then it also says, well, he who walks uprightly or he who walks righteously, this is referring to one who conducts himself like Abraham Avinu. As it is written concerning him, for I have known him that he will command his children to perform righteousness and justice, Bereshit eighteen nineteen. Then they keep going, and, uh, just kind of breaking those points down. Then it goes on to say, Micah or Micha, the way you pronounce it in Yiddish, established a six hundred and thirteen mitzvot upon three. As it is written, I was it is told or it has been told to you, O oh man, what is good and what Adonai does require of you only to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Micah six, eight. So, you know, the six hundred and thirteen bringing it down to six, you can bring it down to three. So it's funny because as I'm reading this, I'm thinking about how people say. Or it has been said, you know, nobody can do the Torah. This is like, so you can't walk humbly with your God. You can't love mercy. You know, you can't do justice. Like, you can't do the right thing. So you you can't, like, resist from stealing. You can't, like, resist from punching an old lady. Like, why would you do any of those things? It's like, by the fact that you refrain from any of that? Man, that's so good. You just fulfill the Torah, like... Come on. I
1: had
2: a lady that, tell me she was like
1: going can't... In the proactive instead of the reactive. Proactive is seeking guidance from, from God before you act. Mm-hmm. Right. So you that's what keeps you in the six hundred and thirteen. I have a book on that, separate from the Zoe. Get you some. Yeah. Back to you.
2: I was just saying I had a lady tell me like, you know, you can't keep the whole Torah, like it's in like an and I, I was just thinking, at that moment, my brain was frozen, you know, and I was just like, I'm not going to have this conversation because don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> and, but I, I was like, Man. Hashem, trying, I was praying, I was like, really quickly, like, Hashem, I don't know what to say to her because, like, obviously you can. It's like, and I told her, like, why, why would God give you something you can't do, mm. you know? Yeah. And it's just kind of, yeah, that's a good idea to start naming off what okay let's let's break down what is the law? Like, yeah, let's say well, you know right. maybe the next time we should do
0: that with her. Come What's the law? on, it's you need done. a chalkboard to go with you. <laughs> six hundred and
2: thirty. Yeah. It's like, it's
0: like I'm not gonna write all six hundred and thirty. I'm just gonna write three we'll of just them. Just start with a couple. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Resume. Sure. Okay, so the next part. So we learned about the the six. We learned about the three. Well, what about? The, uh, the fact that we can establish them all in one mitzvah. So, continuing on, same okay. tractate, Makot 24a. Obviously, we know it's a Shema, right? But get this there's another way. It says uh, Amos, which is Amos, is establishing all the mitzvah up on one. So, Amos 5 4. You ready for this? So says Adonai to the house of Yisrael which means so says Hashem to the Jewish people. Just want to point that out. Hashem is saying you Jews. This is what I want you to do. Seek me and live. That's it. (laughs) And so I'm just like okay so if you want to fulfill the Torah seek Hashem and live. And it's just kind of like okay. And so, because
2: if you're truly seeking him, yeah, then he'll
0: he'll guide some, you. He'll right. guide
2: you, yeah, and he'll reveal himself to you.
0: And like, Doesn't Yeshua say, "Seek me, and you'll find me"? What was that you read out of? This is Makot, twenty four B. Because
4: Ecclesiastes, the end of, Ecclesiastes the "What is the end of the matter?"
0: That oh, we yes, that's beautiful. Uh, that's what twelve thirteen or something yes. like that.
2: You read Amos. What?
0: Amos or five four? Five, four. Yeah, Makot twenty four A correction. Uh, yes, Amos 5.4 was the mm-hmm. the whole Torah uh, distilled down to one mitzvah.
2: And to seek Hashem, would that technically be to love Hashem, right? Or is that it's to love Hashem a little different than to seek?
0: Yeah, I'm going to actually, I'm going to pull up that verse because I would love to do uh, some study on that word for seek. Mm -hmm. But first, let me let me source out what Yeshua says. Seek me and you will find me. And then I want to jump over to that. Um. Well, it's interesting to note Romans ten twenty says Yeshua boldly says, "I was found by those who did not seek me. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me." That's crazy, yeah. but um, Yeshua's words here, he says that. Dun, 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 dun. Well. I thought it was actually a Matthew passage. So wasn't
2: it? Seek and you will find, knock and the door will
0: be open, and ask. There we go. Is that is
2: that
0: what it is? That's the one I'm thinking about. There we go. Matthew 7 7. Bruchisham. Appreciate that. So ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And uh, you know, just some cross references on that. It says um, in Matthew 7, 8, for everyone who asks, receives, he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be open. And then uh, Yermiyahu, Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart, Mm -hmm. which obviously ties to the Shema because it says with all your heart, with all your soul. And then, um, let's see, I was thinking that there was something else, but yeah, I think that that would be pretty much the main crux of that verse. Yeah. All right. So let's go to Amos five, four and get us some. Okay, so the word for seek. Oh my goodness. (sighs) Breathe. You can do this. It is the word drosh. 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 Which is? What we do when we study Torah. Mm -hmm. So we read something, and then we kind of mull it over, Mm -hmm. and we go tag, and then we just start. You know, hmm. and then someone hears what you say, and they're like, oh, and then the tag, I agree. Da, 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 da. So, what we're doing right now is we're seeking Hashem just by and being here right now. Wow. We're fulfilling the whole Torah right now <laughs> because it's Drosh. So, I'm going to actually pull up the dictionary of the Targum and go into the technical definition of drosh because you know rabbi gives a drosh every shabbat Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like so the common way to say drosh in english is surveyed commentary like rabbi has been studying he's been seeking hashem and he's like okay so this is what this is what i have to serve everybody and it's like here's the drosh yeah you know so that is just that'd be a cool like insane
2: uh, not advertisement, but maybe like an advertisement like Seek Hashem, fulfill the Torah Like
0: come to oh, Wednesday night Torah classes Right? <laughs> Having Sorry. trouble fulfilling the whole Torah
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, so Drush Is Dalit rash Noon Yep Okay You got a tag? No, no I can't Okay right, here we go Drosh, according to the dictionary of the Targum So just to give you a, a, a heads up on what the dictionary of the Targum is Any Hebrew word used in the written or the oral Torah the Targum takes that word and expounds upon what that word means so if you have a Targum like a Targum Onkelos a Targum Yonatan or Jonathan uh, or any other kind of Targum type commentary Mm -hmm. that is like uh, let's see how do I put this a person who's like really skilled at cooking they have like special utensils that will help them make like the most amazing meal. That's what a Targum is. A Targum makes you a sous chef, like Mm -hmm. makes you like super legit because it's going to give you all of the, the, uh, intricacies, the very finesse type, uh, way to be able to read and understand what you're actually studying. Mm -hmm. So you'll get good definition. You'll get good context you'll get good cross-references because even as I'm going to read this definition, it's going to give me phrases where this word is used and it's going to give me that source. Okay? So, if you can get a Targum, please do. Get it. Uh, I, I, obviously, the, the most recommended Targum is Targum Onkelos. If you have Targum Onkelos on the Torah, that's the, like the most get you some study. <laughs> He's
4: going to the Aramaic?
0: Yep. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Drosh. It says to examine. Is that what you're reading?
2: No yes. I'm reading
0: no, I'm reading the dictionary of the targum. Okay. Uh, it, I don't have. You know. Okay. So the way Targum Ankalos works is he goes through the Torah portions, mm-hmm. and he'll pull out like keywords in that verse. So it's like a keyword study. So, uh, for instance, uh, back in Parsha Miketz when. Uh, Paro gave Yosef the name Zephanat-Panaok Targum Onkelos went Zephanat-Panaok and just lined it all out and then you learned what Zephanat-Panaok means and then you threw yourself out of a window uh, that's what I did <laughs> yeah, spiritually not out of a real window
2: <laughs> but, we gotta put bars on these yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep them out <laughs> <now and laughs> we like you
0: Want, want to keep. That right. Okay, so, uh, but yeah, so when you get the dictionary though, you can just literally search a word and go from there. So that's what I did here. Okay, so it means to examine or to question. Number two, it means to expound or interpret. Okay, and it's bringing down tractate Barakote 1 5. Okay, So just a little heads up On how to know what Talmud Because you know there are two Talmuds Like two Mashiachs right So there's a Jerusalem Called Yerushalaymi Or there is Babylon or Babli <coughs> Babli or Babylon Is the common one Which is Makot 24a Or Sanhedrin 45b mm. Things like that Yerushalaymi is more Chapter section So when we say Tractate, Barakot, or tractate shekelin 5-2 something like that then that way you know it's a Jerusalem versus Babylon Mm -hmm. so from the Jerusalem Talmud Barakot 1-5 the way drosh is used it says until Ben Zoma found an intimation of it in biblical wording so finding you know seeking it out kind of thing Okay, uh, let's get one more in here because it, it it literally goes on forever. <laughs> uh, it says to teach and to lecture. And it says uh, to be a lecturer, to give a lecture. <laughs> All right, guess where this is coming from? Which Talmud is it? Voda Zera. A, Jerusalem or Babylon? Babylon. Babylon. Okay, cool. Tamu Babli, uh, Avodah Era 5a. It uses this word for Drosh and it says, every generation with its preachers. preachers. So a preacher. Which is Kohelet, which is Ecclesiastes. That actually translates to preacher. And if you so read it's not a Christian term No, it's not a Christian term it's Literally From Judaism Yes Preacher mm-hmm. um, And remember too uh, Apostle is also not a Christian term It's from Judaism uh, If you go back to Parsha Vayera Rabbi was reading uh, One of his commentaries about uh, Abraham being called an apostle mm. <laughs> Because he went around Like teaching the nation's Torah Shalom alaikum. So anyway, uh, preacher well, and drugs.
2: So it's kind of like, uh, and I don't have an exact source for this, but I know I see it everywhere, like when you study, the, how important Torah study is. Yes. Because in in an essence, you are fulfilling
0: the entire Torah
2: by by, by study, seeking by yeah. seeking Hashem out, and doesn't it say like? He keeps Shabbat, keeps the entire Torah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of similar to that. Like, because they, you're seeking Hashem. You're seeking, you And supposed living. To be, yeah.
3: Yeah. And well, there's an idea that if you make a transgression, you transgress all of the Torah. And then if you keep a mitzvah, you're just like keeping all of the Torah. Because so, they're all one. Yep. Hashem's name is one, yeah. Did it yeah. Yeshua say something like that? Yeshua said... Okay.
0: I got your bet. What you got? I don't remember, I don't remember. What's the, give me a, give me some, give me some goods.
4: Breaks one of the, I don't know. Least of these uh, commandments? And teaches men to do so? Right, there's that one, there's another where he talks about.
0: um, If you break one of the commandments? Right,
4: if you break one, it's like, I don't
3: know.
0: I don't even know how to put in words. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, That's actually in uh, the writings of Yaakov. I believe it's in chapter 2 uh, Verse 10 That is the most random guess In my entire life But I feel like it's right <laughs> Yakov 2.10 Sure Let's just go ahead Yeah cool For guy. whoever is Shomer Whoever is guarding Over Kol HaTorah All of the t- Wow this is a crazy good guess <laughs> Thank you Hashem Shouts out to Hashem <laughs> 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 like,
3: That's always right
0: <laughs> okay, so yes, Yakov two ten is what you're talking about. Would you like to sh- Would you like to share? It was fun finding it. Why don't I-
4: Well, I, this version is like the NAB I
0: think. Okay. So I read it.
4: it. It says, uh, "So whatever you say, whatever you do, remember that you'll be judged by the law that sets you free." Uh, I don't going. know if that's keep going. There'll be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. But if you have been merciful, God will be merciful when he judges you.
2: Mm.
0: Is that you that's chapter 2? 2,
4: 12?
0: No, two ten.
4: Two ten, 2, No, that's fine. <laughs> For the person who keeps all the laws except one is as guilty as a person who has broken all of God's laws. Is that it? Yeah. For the same God who said you should not commit adultery also said you must not murder. So if you murder someone but do not commit adultery you have still broken the law. Wow. So,
2: in a way, the law is more... Yeah,
0: call them. Call the police on you. Good night.
2: Wow. <laughs> so when... <laughs> mm.
0: Come on, draw shit so out. So when someone says
2: you can't keep the law, you can say, like, one commandment? Like, cause yeah. in the essence it's all
0: it's all same. one.
2: it's all the one. But, you I mean keep them all, but like six, thirteen, and one.
0: We don't have no bars on these windows. I'm jumping. It's even more interesting open. to me that
3: Well then he, is... also, he also says that all of the tour hang on these two. Wait a minute. But and not nice throw set. out the rest of the other- Let me place. fix it. Right. Just are like, they're still hanging on these two guys. Are you
4: gonna break a window
3: or else to jump this out? Just it I'll fix it for you. Just
1: <laughs> <This laughs> spin it <I'll...
2: laughs> I think his wife wants him to come home (laughs) tonight.
1: (laughs) What happened to Amy?
0: That's
2: really interesting. Wow. Mm.
0: Come on, man.
4: And this is the brother of Yeshua, too.
0: (laughs) You knew he knew what was up.
4: Well, it, it makes me ponder, like, someone who's so close to Yeshua, he would say something like this, and we would try to combat it with something Paul would say who didn't even walk. You know, with the right to... I don't know. It's kind of the same with <laughs> Face
0: like, Masking. Uh, violation I the same room. <laughs> 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 wow. Well, they have the same yeah. mom. Yeah, they have the same, same mom you. Same mom. Okay, we're gonna pull the mom card now. I mean mom. man. Yaakov over Shaul.
2: But then again, Shaul, it's not like Shaul's like Right, I'm not you saying know, it's like. Value. It's sure it's not. Yeah. yeah, but there is, this, yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, do you want a, a source or do you like want like a really good source? Yeah. You know, and Paul's only hyped up because the majority of the letters, quote unquote, come from him because even half of the letters he wrote are disputed. Yeah. So it's yeah. just kind of like, did he even write that?
3: Hmm. Or was it one of his, his disciples?
0: Yeah, hmm. and so and then you have the whole fact of they're all fragmented. You know and it's just kind of like Your so yeah so now fragments are used to you know push former out
2: religion.
0: you know yeah to form religion form a faith system and yet Yaakov is here keeping it simple yeah. and like straightforward you don't have to guess
2: yeah
0: and he has the same mom
2: <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> Like, Fact they, Number two. They, like, broke challah <laughs> sure. together, literally.
4: Yeah. Every Shabbat. Yeah. Most every Shabbat.
0: Yeah. Like, when, when the bracha for Ephraim and Menashe was recited, like, they were standing next to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Or blessed by the same Right. Which, okay, which is so funny because you got Yosef <laughs> blessing Yeshua. Like in a shim said to a shim kind of thing, you know? Right, yeah, like <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, it
2: is, it is. That was
0: two ten. Yako two ten. 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 Yakov. To be fulfilled or to be broken. To But if you make Teshuva, um. you know, then brook shim. So we brought this up, Ish Pela, because my coat twenty four A brings down that uh I most distilled all 613 mitzvot. Oh. And the word for seeking Hashem is drosh. So the fact that you do a drosh and then you live, which is chai, so drosh bechai is the way to fulfill all the Torah. Which I can't think, think of what we do for 25 hours on Shabbat. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe a little droshen, Maybe a little livid. All on Shabbat. Yeah. Yeah. So well, to study it that, and to live it out, exactly as you just said.
2: There's somewhere it says that um, you're supposed to study Torah on Shabbat. Where does it say that?
0: I will find it. There,
2: there, there was a... I'm trying to remember.
0: It's like in... I, I, I got you.
2: I know I wrote it down somewhere. But I
3: well, Shabbat, Shabbat is literally... It's like
2: meant for Torah study. It's like, it's, it's
0: yeah.
3: Meant, it's meant for you service I of a shaman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you get to say all the prayers that you can't really say during the weekday because of the business during the week. Mm. And on Shabbat, like, there is no time. You have nothing else to do. Can that- so, Shabbat is that time. It is, is, can be that time. I'm not saying that you throw aside what you do during the week because of the business. Day. Right. But the <laughs> fact that you don't have anything, any other distractions on Shabbat is is the purpose to to fulfill
0: that service. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Which is ultimately what the Olam Baba is about. Um tag okay. story time from akiyitzhak 551. Yeah. This is your source. Your source? Okay. 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 For Torah study and on Shabbat. Okay. 551. 551 by appointing a day a week when we forsake. Yeah, dude, you summarize this like for real. OK, by appointing a day a week when we forsake preoccupation with all matters that are of transient nature, we have the opportunity to listen to the Torah's instructions or to Torah's instruction. Each person, according to the level of. Of the faculties he has been endowed with. Of course. Okay. Romans 12.3. Says don't think of yourself any more highly than you ought. But according to the measure. Mm. That Hashem was given to you. Mm. That. Okay. I'm gonna pretend like that did not just derail me. Okay. So <laughs> spiritual contentment is attained through such Torah study. The Talmud Yerushalayim, Shabbat 16, Halakha 3, goes so far as to say that the Shabbat was given to Yisrael primarily to enable us to study the Torah. Yep. Then it says this is an aspect of the additional soul that Hashem has placed within us.
2: So that's where that extra soul comes in?
0: I can't read this. Can you read this? You do a much better job of composure than I do. Cause I just wanna just be like throwing stuff. Where are you at? This is the microphone. uh
3: chair.
0: Okay. You see where I'm at? Okay. Okay.
3: This is an aspect I'm just gonna stand. (laughs) Of the Neshama Yatera. Yatera. Additional soul. Which Talmud Betziah 16 says we possess on that day due to the preparations we make. So because you prepare for the Shabbat, you get this additional soul. We, We make to welcome the arrival of the Shabbat. This refers to preparations made by both lecturers and listeners. This is also one of the reasons we find the Sabbath described as equivalent to all the other commandments combined. Scriptural proof is available from all three parts of the Bible. All of this is due to the intensive preparation involved in getting ready to observe the mitzvah of Shabbat. We could find additional proof in our very parasha where we have the juxtaposition. These are the words with the Lord commanded to be kept, followed by six days work shall be done and the seventh day shall be a holy Shabbat for you unto God. It seems as if the rest of Torah legislation is equated with Shabbat observance. The rabbis who compose the Grace After Meals have expressed the same juxtaposition in the insert we recite on the Shabbat. Be pleased, O Hashem our God, fortify us by your commandments and by the commanding pertaining to the seventh day. Because of the importance of this day, we find many more types of prohibitions associated with this commandment than with any other commandment. We also have the penalty of stoning, quote-unquote, for willful transgression after due warning. We learn from the frequent repetition of the Shabbat laws in the Torah that even mental preoccupation with weekday man- matters is taboo. Mm. See Isaiah fifty-eight thirteen. Mm. A true Shabbat observer is someone who does not engage in idle chatter on that day. Shabbat 150. One's conver- conversation should not be like that on weekdays. Some people do not speak anything but Hebrew on Shabbat. The definition of malacha or work, is usually an activity planned in advance, a makshevah. A thought. A thought, right? It is only this kind of work that is subject to severe penalties of the Torah.
0: Wow. If you plan- So if
3: you plan something in advance... Like on Shabbat, that's that's where the penalty. According to this, that's where the penalty comes in.
2: You plan like plan something. Yeah, like like yeah.
3: like. Hey, we're gonna go do this tomorrow. Do you want to come? Kind of thing. Kind
2: of like taking away from Shabbat.
3: Yeah, like because you're I, you're actually like acknowledging that that end. there's another day outside of Shabbat while you're in Shabbat. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Kind of like if you're on a date, you know, and yeah. you're like, hey, that pretty lady over there, and it's just like, uh, oh, what?
3: Like, you're going to mention another day in my presence?
2: <laughs>
3: she was like, um... I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's...
0: How are you doing this right now? I'm losing my mind I'm, I'm
3: I'm losing my mind, too, because I did not realize that. Good thing the windows don't open. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then it says, okay, so... This kind of work is subject to, to that kind of work. That kind of thought process about doing something else on another day is what's subject to severe penalties of the Torah. All manner of activity which tends to sow hatred or disharmony, etc., is likewise forbidden under the euphemism, "Do not light fire in all, in any of your dwellings." So, say what? That's the fire kindling
0: topic. of fire.
3: Yes which appears ad- adjacent, adjacent to the main legislation. Anyone who fa- fails to utilize the opportunity the Shabbat offers him to study Torah is in fact contributing to his own death. It is this that Rabbi Ami had in mind when he went on record, Yerushalami Moed Katan 2, Halakha 3, if I had found someone who would agree with me, I would have permitted work on the intermediate days of the festival. Since the work prohibition on those days has as its purpose to free people to eat, drink, and study Torah, and the people ignored the part about studying Torah, better they should at least work than belittle the sanctity of these days by not studying Torah. So on the intermediate days,
0: intermediate days, which you could go to work, you you still want to make sure that...
3: Well, he was he was saying that it's. I'll read it again because I'm not sure if I understand it. But he says, if I had found somebody who would agree with me, I would have permitted work on the intermediate fest- days of the festival. Since the work prohibition on those days has as its purpose to free people to eat, drink, and study Torah, but the people or and the people ignored the part about studying Torah. Better they should at least work then belittle the sanctity of these days by not studying Torah.
0: Yeah, so the work prohibition, like, in other words, like, as far as, like, you know, we're not permitted to work. So he's saying that he would have rather it be that we would take our whole Hamoet days, our intermediate days between the Shabbat days. It'd be preferable to truly not go to work and to spend more time Eating, drinking, drinking and tour studying, study. study, yeah, mm-hmm. but
2: in replace of
0: the work, yeah.
3: But, but the but, fact that people were just eating and drinking and then not doing Torah studies, he's like, no, go to it's, work. It's better that right. you go to work, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Whoa. Then, the,
3: then they'll belittle the sanctity of these days by not studying Torah. Mm-hmm. Oh my word! Wow. What's the
2: source? We're gonna is This s- on Safari. Yes.
3: This is on Safari. Agida. You know, uh, I- okay, da- I- I'm going to give it to you right now. Agida. 55-1, which I guess is a section. Yes. And then under that section, so 55-1, 12. 55. Akidat. Oh, 55. So it's spelled A-K-E-I-D-A-T, Yitzach, 55-1, and then I guess sec- section, section 12.
0: Yeah, section 12. Section
3: 12. Okay. Oh, That's a huge Dude. paragraph.
0: that was like... Disqualification. Mm-hmm. Told our rabbi for uh, reading so, that. I would not have gotten through that. I'm just gonna <laughs> be honest. Can
2: that with the drosh thing? Can that
0: So connect that back to the drosh So the reason why we <laughs> went into that such violent. Uh, that was legit though. Source. <laughs> that was yeah. The reason why we went into that is because we were talking about the fact of, you know, having the Shabbat as the prime opportunity to study Torah. Because that's the one time that not only just by keeping the Shabbat, we're fulfilling all 613, but you can fulfill all 613 by fulfilling 613 as you're keeping the Shabbat studying Torah. Yeah. Mm. So you like double up and triple up.
3: That's what Rabbi was saying. Like, and
0: Rabbi, yep. Yeah. Rabbi brought that down. You know that Shabbat, you like exponentially increase your your merit, your mitzvot, and everything on Shabbat. Mm. So you think about the fact that you eat because it is a mitzvah to eat and be, you know, blessing Hashem because the whole the whole thing about uh, you can worship Hashem by what you eat. You know, obviously that ties with root you know, you're only eating permissible things. And then you're saying brachas before and after, you know. And so doing that on Shabbat, you make that exponentially. You're
3: doing the bussah, we are doing the prayers.
0: Yep. So we can fulfill the whole Torah. And just because we fail and we fall short, this is why it's great to know we just went through Parsha Akari Mot, which was just a, such a get you some about teshuva and the renewal uh, that is available when we bring ourselves to Hashem, that, you know, through teshuva our past uh, misdeeds become merits, actually. When we make teshuva out of love, we can't just go, oh, Hashem, I broke all 613. Oh, shucks. I'm sorry. Please turn my mitzvot into or turn my sins into merit. It's just like, I'm sorry, that's not how it works. But you truly have to be broken up about it because you've offended Hashem. You've grieved the Ruach HaKodesh, as it's put in the letters. And then you're like realizing what you've done and because you love Hashem that much that you're returning to Him. You know, which is again why we renew ourselves with each prayer service. We renew ourselves with each blessing that we say. Because you realize... The phrase Baruch Atah Adonai The initial letters spell out uh, Ab-Avi Ab, Ab, mm-hmm. You know like Abba basically So like we're saying my father Hashem Baruch Atah
2: Adonai
0: Yeah so Baruch which is Bet Ata, which Aleph. is Aleph, Aleph Adonai the Yod uh, you, So you have Bet, uh, Aleph, Yod Which rearranges to Aleph Bet, Yod Yeah yeah.
2: Wait. You have to rearrange it though. It's not in that order.
0: It's right? not, yeah, it's not in that order, but, but the, three the three letters are there. And the bet, aleph, yod rearranges to abi. It has the same gematria. So if you
2: aleph,
3: bet, yod. Yeah. Abi. Yeah. Is he spelled, I, I
0: don't know he spelled. Adonai is spelled, Adonai is the yod and he in the
3: babine. Oh, oh. Yeah,
0: Baruchata. Yeah. I was sh-
3: thinking like, okay, sorry.
0: Yeah.
2: Like the 30%. Adonai,
0: like my. Because we, we. Oh, that's Abba though. Baruch ata Adonai with the Aleph Dalit Noon Yod mm-hmm. Aleph Bet Aleph Abba.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah. You can say my father or daddy, like what the real HaKodesh daddy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: That's cool.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so it's important to say Brachas. (laughs) Because it's Teshuvah.
3: Abba. Abba, Abba. Going to... Abba, 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 Abba. Every time you do the... the Abba, Abba,
0: Abba, Abba, (laughs) (laughs) Every time you do the... That's what Abba stands for. Uh, Oh, wow. That's crazy. Abba, yes. I just want to bless you. (laughs) Because you realize you're blessing Hashem. You're saying... Bless you Hashem You've commanded me to da-da-da-da-da.
2: And you're, you're saying like Father like, Yes It's like that's so
0: cool you going to say a blessing Goodness <laughs> that's cool. Well the alarm was it's supposed to shy. go off two minutes ago And I don't think it did So 32. Yeah so uh, Unless anybody has another tag We're going to say our closing bracket Well I do have a You do? You got more? It's
3: before, though Swerve. I, I just realized this week because I was trying to figure out like okay so we have the 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 Babylonian names for the months. Right. But their actual names, there are actually we only we only know four months that have actual names,
0: mm-hmm. which
3: is Aviv, the month of Ziv, uh, Tishrei is called et, Etanim, like Etan. Wow. And. Uh, Heshvan is called Bul. Bul, yeah. So that's the month. So those are the only four months that actually have names. Like, original. original. I mean, they might have other original names, but, but, so they go, they talked about, I read all this on Chabad, but they talked about that,
0: Uh so I thought
3: that was cool, and then they go into like, but in antiquity, before the Babylonian exile, that they would literally number off the months. So like, so like, you know, instead of saying, you know,
0: Nissan, Nissan or, or, ER. or
3: ER or whatever, they'd be like, but the way they would number off is like, this is Kodesh Shaney, since, since, since the exodus. This is wow. the second month since, since the exodus. Yeah. This is the third month since the exodus. This is the fourth month since the exodus.
0: Because mm. the exodus is the essential.
3: Yeah. So I, I just thought that was cool.
0: But you realize what that is saying is that you literally measure time by the time exes. you were saved By the redemption mm-hmm. So literally your salvation Is the is the uh, Centralized point Of how you measure time How do you know what month it is How do you know what holiday is coming up Well since I've been saved It's mm-hmm. been two months or,
2: That's
0: like yeah. an thing. Oh so like not, P.S. I, like post salvation <laughs> Yes, by the way, it's the third month.
1: <laughs> I should be renewing that every day.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, more? You good? No, I that was it. That's all I just That was cool. Rebuttal? No, no rebuttals. Rebuttals are bad. Is that a bad word? Rebuttal. Uh,
1: reply. How about
0: reply? reply. 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 Any replies? <laughs> response? <laughs> response. Response? No? Okay. What do we know? What do we know? But Baruch HaBa Adonai That's what we do know Baruch Hello Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Natan Lanu Torah Temet Ve'kha'ye Olam Natabit Okeinu no ten ha HaTorah Amen Amen Shalom and Lala